big hello to all you podcats out there. Welcome back to Friends Till the End, your one-stop shop for all things Friends, as we run down the classic sitcom, episode by episode. I'm Michael, and joining me as always, struggling to stay awake under a heated blanket to fight off Jack Frost and nipping at her nose, it's Elizabeth. Hi, Elizabeth. Hi, Michael. You doing all right? I'm just freezing. Yeah? Yeah. The blanket's not helping? No, it's helping a bit now that it's turned on. Just a normal blanket doesn't cut it these days. Of course not. You need a heated one. It's the way to go. Where we are right now, I just looked, it's like two degrees warmer than the North Pole. So that should make you feel good, right? (laughs) Is it really? Apparently. Wow. Yep. But with the wind chill, it's negative 17, I believe. Oh, boy. Yeah. Fahrenheit. Mm-hmm. We're here for the second day of seven podcasts in seven days as we kick off season four of Friends. Are you excited? Yes. Today's episode is right up your street because there's a cute little cat. I love cats. This was the one with the cat and it did not fail to disappoint in terms of living up to its name because there was a cat in this episode. That's right. There was. Can't wait to talk about that little guy. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's get into it then. This episode first aired on the 2nd of October. 1997. Would you care to take a guess as to how many people watched this episode? I remember yesterday it was something like 29... You remember it like it was yesterday? (laughs) 29.4 was the season opener, mind, though. We had that cliffhanger. They managed to gain back. You know, they were sitting around the 22s, 23s last season. Do you think Mm -hmm. they gained more viewers off the back of the strength of that first episode? I think it probably dipped a bit, but that's Mm. still relatively high, so... I'm going to say 27.7. 27.7. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Do you know what it is? No, I'm I'm going to lodge a guess also. All right. I'm just thoughtfully twirling my mustache. Mm-hmm. I hope the microphone can pick this up. What would you say, 27.7? I'll say 26 and a half. Okay. Okay? And the correct answer is... Twenty-five and a half. Aww, yeah. Damn it. Off to winning ways. Me. One nil. I'm gonna keep track this season. I won yesterday. I wasn't playing. Doesn't count. But there's no. more people. That was an exhibition game. Amateurs, Elizabeth. Nothing but amateurs. Uh, Never fine. played the game. So I'm starting a season four tally. I'm one nothing up. The episode opens in the bracelet buddy's apartment. Oh yeah, that was a thing. <laughs> yeah. Callback. The bracelet buddies. Joey is sitting at the counter eating breakfast. Before Chandler walks in, it happens very quickly. Did you see what he was doing? What Joey was doing? Yeah. No. He was reading the Captain Crunch cereal box and just having a really good chuckle to himself. So whatever was happening on the back of that cereal box, he was loving. I remember reading the back of cereal boxes as a kid. What kind of stuff could you expect to find on the back of a Captain Crunch cereal box? Like a joke or a maze or a riddle. Mm-hmm. That's funny because, well, 1997, so eight-year-old Liz would probably be getting the same amount of enjoyment as Joey is getting from this box of cereal. Um, yeah, yeah. It sounds about Maturity right. Maturity-wise, right? It sounds yeah. about right. Chandler walks in from his room and rips, he rips the shoulder part of his suit. His um, elbow. Is it his elbow? No, it isn't. It's like shoulder height, isn't it? No. Fine. He rips his elbow <laughs> part. I wasn't paying attention. I was writing notes. He rips a part of his suit on the entertainment center. 
Yeah. Remember the entertainment center that Joey built? Well, of course, it's been there. It's been there, yeah. yeah. Of course, he made it slightly too big, so it was too much over the doorways. Yes. So, you think he would just take off one of the the parts? Right. Like, he had all the tools, he could have just sewn it off. He probably doesn't want to, he's proud of it. Well, you know, that's why you measure twice and cut once. Where'd you learn that, Michael? That's an old carpentry term. Wow. It's the first thing they teach you at carpentry school. You must know a lot about it. I sure do. Mm. This is the last straw for Chandler. He wants to get rid of the entertainment system. He's furious. He's had it. He's like, get rid of it. We're going to throw it out. And Joey's like, no. So Chandler's like, all right, well, we'll sell it then. Sounds like a fine compromise. Yeah. Because it's pretty well built. It is. I'm sure it could fit in someone's house just... Maybe someone has a lot more space. Yeah, who the hell's going to lug it downstairs and rent it? Like, it's too big for, like, a truck. You'd have to rent a U-Haul, really. Yeah. Ugh. Tricky. Yep. Tricky. Um, Joey reluctantly acquiesces to the request. Mm-hmm. But he's like, but you're going to have to tell the chick and the duck. And he opens a cupboard. And the little chick and the little duck are inside the cupboards. They have their own disco ball. Do they? Is that what they yeah. have? Yeah. Oh, boy. And the chick is... My, how you've grown. Not my, how he's grown, but it's a fancy chicken. Mm. It's not just the run-of-the-mill ones you see at a farm. It's like a fancy, floofy white one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You picked a good one. Guess good job, so. Joey. How do you... You didn't have any feelings about two growing birds being kept in a cupboard? I did. Where I there's no sunlight. It. Yep. Well, I just assumed that maybe they were in there for, like, playtime, and they're not Playtime? In there? Maybe they're, I don't know, telling each other stories. (laughs) They hooked up a light bulb in there. Turn it into a makeshift oven. Open up one day. It's better than most of the chicks and ducks' lives these days. Oh, that's your justification, is it? It's slightly less cruel than where they got them from. Probably. Yeah, well. At least they're loved and they get regular baths. It's true. So that opens the episode. You were enjoying, again, the new opening credits. Yeah. Lots of ass slapping. Tons. Yep. The legacy of Sam McMurray lives on. (laughs) You especially like the one where Joey slaps Ross's ass and Ross kind of does a little... Yeah, just like his hand movement. His arms kind of like flop out, exacerbated. Yeah. It's pretty good. It's good stuff. I can get behind it. It's all right. And so the episode opens in Monica and Rachel's apartment. Monica's hair is very short right now. Yeah. It's dangerously close to being Lego hair. Most people don't know what you mean when you say Lego Everybody hair. Everybody knows exactly what I'm talking about when I say Lego hair. Can you describe it, it for just, those who might not? Like it's like just consistently like one round shape and it looks as if you could just like click it off and put it on someone else it's just like it's almost like a helmet basically but legos are rectangular lego. and Plural square lego is lego lego are i hate that i hate that so much it's correct are rectangular and square there's no roundness to them the hair there is you just clip it on and it clips around <laughs> Oh, so you think it would just come off in one piece? Yeah, that's what it is. Oh, I interpret it as like one Lego piece on the top, one down the side, one down the other side. No. No, no, no. It's like it's like a helmet, basically. Like a wig. Yeah, but like a perfect, like perfectly round. Like it, like it, there's no points sticking out or anything. It's got to be like perfectly quaffed. 
people know. People know exactly okay, what Okay, I'm it sure is. everyone knows exactly what you're talking about. I have been using this term for 10 years, so if you want to use this term, you have to tweet me and ask my permission. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Monica is super excited because she got a call, or she got a voicemail message from Chip. Chip Matthews. Is that his name? I believe so. Oh, okay. He's the Lost Matthews brother from Boy Meets World. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Yeah, Chip appears to be the... Hot stud! All-American, mm-hmm. popular, classic good looks guy from high school mm-hmm. that really had nothing to do with Monica because Monica looked a certain way in high school. How did she look again? She was overweight. Mm-hmm. And you'd say maybe like a geek, a nerd, one of the outsiders. She was in band. She wasn't banned, yeah, but she wasn't on the popularity level like Rachel was. Even though they were good friends. Yep. So anyway, yeah, she like bumped into him and she's really excited. She calls him back right away, which she thought was a bold move. Yeah, I thought that, you know, as soon as you listen to the the message, I guess, we don't know how much time has actually passed Mm -hmm. since he left it. It could be a day, it could be, you know, 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if it looks a little desperate or like overexcited well i think it's well established at this point that monica's pretty desperate Aww. you know she's not chandler desperate but she's pretty desperate so yeah. she returns the call she makes a date and she goes off all happy yeah so it's worth pointing out that ross is there ross is witnessing all of this happening and monica kind of like is very excited she's like all a flutter she kind of like acts like a teenager she's kind of like oh boy jim matthews yeah yeah she's like reverts back to being a you know 16 year old or whatever mm-hmm. it's also revealed in this interaction that chip took rachel to prom back in the day so there's some history there yeah so then monica goes off her heart all a flutter and in a tizzy and rachel comes in and immediately starts sniping with ross it's pretty funny some pretty sparkling back and forth they're mean to each other yeah but it's like it's funny mean. It's not like um, last season when it was like, oh, I'm just too upset. I can't be in the same room with you. I just hate your guts. It's more like they're really getting off on like, yeah, like but taking I feel the piss like, out of the other one. I feel like as an outsider looking in, it feels that way. But if you were one of them in the moment, someone said something to you that probably was meant to hurt your feelings over and over. Mm-hmm. I feel like it probably... It would probably really hurt. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of how, like, Niles and Roz interact in Frasier. Like, they're just constantly, like... No way. Making fun of each other. No, it's never it's, harsh that harsh, honestly. It's pretty good. Nah, but it's different. They don't have a romantic relationship. Mm-hmm. Nah. Rachel has a great line where she's like, Oh, I've got this I've got this report I need to read from work. It's eight pages, so I hope I don't fall asleep and I was like, Oh shit and then Ross fires back, he's like, Why did you write it? And you're like, Oh shit And Ross kinda like falls back into his friends as they're all celebrating like that sick burn that he just What was that noise you just made? That was the sirens like Your sirens. Yeah, you know the Where can I get some of those? You either got it or you don't. Mm. Rachel comes in. She sees a message written down that Monica's just written down. I don't really understand what happened there. Because who's taking that message? Is it just like Chip called or is it Chip and a phone number maybe? Yeah. Okay. But she sees that and she's like, oh, look at that. No, okay. So what happens is 
Rachel sees that Monica had written down Chip's name and number because she listened to his message and wrote down his name uh, and number. So then she sees and is like, oh, and look at that Chip from high school. Mm-hmm. He called me. He must know that I'm just ready to have sex with someone else, mm-hmm. which is a pretty good line. And so Ross gets the ingenious idea to be like, well, great. That's great, Rachel. Why don't you call him? Why don't you call him? Yeah. She's like, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna call him. Yeah. Rachel kind of should have suspected that something was afoot, that Ross was, like, eager for her to give him a call. Well, I think she knows that, you know, Chip always found her attractive whenever, so it's only just gonna be a, oh, Rachel, yeah, I'd love to take you out, just to make him jealous. I guess. So she calls, and, and you oh, don't so hear awkward. the conversation, so but it's basically like, oh, yeah, my, my roommate wrote down your name, you called, and... You just basically see Rachel being like, oh, um, no, it's, it's Rachel Green. I thought, okay, you know, just very awkward. And Clearly Ross, it's not meant for her. And Ross is just lingering right over her shoulder. Yep. And then he's just sort of like, oh, yeah, he called to ask out Monica. And again, just great work by Ross, great work by Rachel. I'm enjoying this dynamic right now. It's just funny. Like, yeah, at it's least not, they're not kissing. They're not, <laughs> they're not doing gross kissing, and they're not, like, super upset. And super like angry at each other. They're just like being dicks to each other. Yeah. And it's funny. It's kind it's, of funny. It's it's pretty great. I'm enjoying it. Yeah. Like we saw it at the end of last episode and right now. I'm all for it. Long may it continue. Yay. Phoebe is angry singing in Central Park. But then she immediately as soon as the song over, she's just like, Oh, thanks very much, bye. It's so funny. What did she say? Something about Going to hell, bitch, or something. Yeah, it's awesome. But she's like really mad. You're like, oh god, what's up with Phoebe? But no, it's just the song. Mm-hmm. Joey has placed an ad for the entertainment center. Five thousand dollars is how much he wants for it. He lays yeah. it on a bit thick. He's like authentic Italian craftsmanship. Right. Five thousand dollars. You know, he could get. I mean, I don't know what kind of wood it's made out of. It's probably just something cheap. It's like plywood. Ikea, you get what for it? Like, they probably sell for 150 bucks in Ikea. Yeah. So? I think he's... I mean, he's trying to get as much money as he can, because he points out that it costs $300 just to put the ad. Mm-hmm. $300 to place the ad! You wouldn't see that nowadays, huh? You wouldn't Jeez. go to a newspaper to look for furniture. Wap it on Facebook, me. Oh, my God. Three Craigslist. That, that can't be... Well... You pay by the word, and he was, like, laying on quite thick with the wording in his ad, so... Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. Probably a picture, too. Do you think maybe he's sabotaging his own efforts because he doesn't really want to get rid of it? No. No, I think that (laughs) he really thought that he'd get five grand for it. Boy, oh boy. Oh, there's a fun little bit afterwards where, like, Joey's, like... Chandler said something about math, and then Joey's like, oh, when you call yourself an accountant. And then Chandler's just sitting there, like, blank faces, like... No. And there's just a fun bit where nobody knows what Chandler's job is. And he doesn't reveal it, does he? No. They just kind of move on from it. Yeah. It's funny. But it's implied that all the friends really have no idea what he does. He works with Barney Stinson. Basically, yeah. And then there's a cute little cat that comes in. It just... It just... It's so cute. It's like a white and black stripey kind of cool looking cat. White and black? Oh, I thought it was white and black. What did you see? It's like a purple. It's like a purple what cat. What cat do you know that's purple? That one. 
Michael, cats don't come in purple. It wasn't black. It was gray. Yeah, like grayish purple. Michael, cats do not come in purple. This one did. Okay, so I just want to point out and remind everyone that Michael is colorblind. So he might have seen that as purple, which is very creative, and I don't want to, you know, snuff that out. But, nope, there are no such thing as any purple cats. Aww. So this cat's real cool, and it just goes right into Phoebe's guitar case. And then... Gunther chases it off with a broom because no. health and safety. You can't have it. It's not a cat cafe, Elizabeth. You no, can't have a cat in there. Not. He does not chase it off. Phoebe grabs the cat and kind of looks at it for a second and is like, oh my god. Oh my god. And I know what she was going to say. And they, all the friends are like, what? What's happening? And Phoebe says, I think this cat is my mother. As in the reincarnated spirit of her mother. Um, you know, her, I guess, adoptive mother. Mm. and she makes horrible connections to say, oh, I feel this way because, you know, nothing that really made sense. Mm-hmm. And the friends didn't really have the heart to tell her that, no, nah, I don't think that's right, but you know what? Whatever. It's Phoebe. Just go with it. Mm-hmm. You're not going to change your mind, so. You know, this is the woman that thought that the spirit of her dead, of a dead masseuse client went inside her. Remember that episode? Yeah. And the lesbian wedding. She hasn't been so, like, alternative in a while. Mm, we were long overdue, so yes. here we go. Buckle up. Ross is skeptical. <laughs> Not surprising. And he's also looking very slick. His hair's slicked back. He's looking yeah, like it's a cool like, guy. It's really greasy. Yeah. I mean, I know it's just the, you know, mousse or whatever he's using, that, mm-hmm. that product that they use on him, but... Dang, I feel like if you touched it, your finger would just shatter. <laughs> Rachel confronts Monica about dating Chip. She has issues with this. She has issues with Chip. When he took her to prom, he snuck off for two hours and had sex with Amy Welsh. Ugh, that bitch. God damn it. So there's bad blood between them. She doesn't want Monica to go out with Chip. Right. Monica's kind of like... Well, you know, we ran with different circles. I always wished I could have dated one of the popular kids and run with the cool kids in high school. And this is really my chance. Which is quite sweet in a way. Yeah, I think, I really like the way she said it. She said, we went to different high schools. And Rachel's like, we went to the same high school. She's like, no. Mm. Like, your life and my life was so different. It's almost like we were at different schools. It was a nice way to say it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, more more like fat jokes and whatnot and... She just kind of pointed out the fact that she was in a completely different world than mm. Rachel, based on her activities and the way she looked. Which clique did you run with in high school? I don't know. I didn't really have one. You know, I was part of the oh. theater kids, but mm-hmm. I didn't really hang out with them. I just had my own little clique, but I also did sports. 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 So I, I was just kind of like somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. What about you? Elizabeth, it was so long ago. Who remembers these things? Were you a loser? Oh, I had a ton of friends. Were you a loser? Too many bloody friends. Not enough hours in the day, mate. Did you go to prom? Uh, no, I went to the Glastonbury Music Festival instead. But you have more than one prom, no? Uh, no well, no. We have, like, dances. But, Did like, you go with anyone? No, you didn't. That, that wasn't really a thing in Scotland. Uh-huh, you would just, that nice excuse, Michael. No, you would go and there would be, like... <laughs> You would go, and then there would just be like, oh, this girl is to get off with you. And then you would go and, like, stand somewhere quietly with them and, and 
put your mouth on their mouth for a little while and then you would go back with your mates and be like aye mate she's well up for it and uh, that would that would be that how old were you when this was happening I don't know like 13, 14 no uh, you would not talk like that no obviously it's an exaggeration oh gross yeah but we don't really go in for that sort of thing okay we don't like showing enthusiasm for things in Scotland Elizabeth why not just it's not cool god I would never fit in there <laughs> so anyway Rachel ends up She's won over by Monica's argument, and she's like, okay, you can go out with him. So that's nice. She's been a good friend. Yeah, she is. Joey's being awfully selective about selling the entertainment center. Phoebe's cat is being quite difficult. <laughs> Ross continues to be skeptical. Is that what you wrote, just those three in a row? These are all things that are happening. I think all in the same scene. You see people, prospective buyers, come and look at uh, the entertainment center. Mm-hmm. They're all, you know... One of them I thought was kind of a play on Joey and Chandler. Oh, you picked up on that very subtle writing, did you? Yes. Good for you. Oh, I thought you didn't get it. No, there's a guy that's like, he has a canoe that he wants to trade with them. Yeah. And Chandler's like, just take the unit and throw the canoe out. And then his buddy's like, we're not throwing out the canoe. And he runs off and Joey's like, good for you. (laughs) Ross is... um, Feels like he should say something to Phoebe. And the gang are just like, maybe just... Just leave, leave it be, leave it alone. You know, she's not really hurting anyone, so let her, let, let her have it if it makes her happy. Yeah, it brings some sort of comfort to her. Yeah. What would you do? I feel like if it's just a stray cat and it makes her happy, then mm. yeah, let her have it. Yeah. You? Well, I believe that it is the reincarnation of her dead mom, so I, I would totally go along with it. Oh, okay. Good. Yeah. Yes. I'm surprised you don't. I guess I'm just a better friend. Probably. Rachel then continues... Rachel takes this opportunity to kind of bait Ross. She's kind of like, oh, I believe it. I believe it's true. And he's just like, oh, I'm not going to take rise to the bait. And then she's like, you always have to be right. And he almost takes the bait, and then he goes to leave. And she's like, Jurassic Park could happen. And he's like, looks as if his head's going to explode, and then he just runs off. And it's good. It's yeah. more good interactions yeah, with I Ross and Rachel. Yeah, I appreciate that sort of relationship with them. Then the gang discover that there's a missing poster for Phoebe's mom. Someone is missing her. The cat, yes. Well, Phoebe's mom, who is in the body of this cat. Right, right, right. Yes. There's a picture and a reward, and it seems like some little girl has lost this cat. And his name's Julio. His name's Julio! He looks like a Julio. Julio Elgato. The gang don't want to tell her. Ross's being a stick in the mud and he's like no don't be we have to tell her and then he has to go off because he's got dinner with his son yeah Uh, what he's uh, mentioned does that count no No, you have to see him but he did mention him which Mm -hmm. means that he's still alive and that he cares about him they should just do that every episode just like i gotta go take him to daycare this is why i'm leaving this scene right now yeah it it actually reminds you like oh yeah i feel like they haven't mentioned it in like two years at this point if they did a scene where like he came out of the shower and he was like that time i had a son it was all a dream um i would believe it yeah because where the fuck is he i know but he he leaves and he's like i need you all to promise me that you're gonna tell phoebe so he goes off phoebe arrives with her mom the cat and the gang go to tell her, and then one by one they all bottle it. And they're like, nope, need to go get some coffee. Never mind. Talk to you later, Phoebes. Bad friends. It's just too... It's just hard because Phoebe's really happy, and she's like, this has just been really great, and, you know, nobody wants to hurt her. Except Ross. 
He's just trying to do what he thinks is right. Yeah. I agree with Ross. I think they should tell, especially now that they know that this is someone's pet. Mm. They should. They need to tell her. This goes. This episode goes a long way to me. My theory that Ross and Phoebe aren't really friends. What? I don't think they're really friends. They never really like hang out, and they are so different. And I don't think Phoebe likes Ross. I don't think Phoebe cares for Ross a ton, but. No, I think they have respect for each other. I think they are friends. I think Ross is just trying to be the outlier. They're just trying to make him more separate from everybody else. And I think that Ross is correct. And I would be on his side for this. Wow, mark it in the book. I need to text Mora, let her know. It's somebody's actual pet. It's not fair. It's somebody's actual mother. No, it's not. Well, we'll just have to agree or disagree. I'm shocked at your skepticism. <sighs> It's date time. Monica's got a hot date with Chippy. Chip, Chip, Chip. What a name. Chip Matthews. He's had some last minute pep talks from Mr. Feeney and he's here for his date. <laughs> he's a little early though. Or maybe Monica's just running late because the doorbell rings and she runs out of the bathroom on a towel being, no, no. Not yet, not, not yet, yet, not, not yet, yet, not yet. yet. Very good. Rachel answers the door. There's an awkward little moment. The actor they've got to play Chip for what his character is, they couldn't have really cast it any better. He is just the most overgrown high school kid. High school haircut, all-American, white bread, nothing. Lose him in a crowd in five seconds kind of guy. Yep. Wow, Jesus, Michael. Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> I hate him! Joey is showing off the unit again. Joey's showing off his unit just to another, just to a random guy. He's, like, trying to show off the features. There's, like, you can fit a whole person in these cabinets and the guy's like no way so joey bets him that he can fit in there he gets in as soon as he gets in the guy shoves a hockey stick in between the handles and traps joey makes off with a boom box and chandler's massive laptop off he goes oh joey oh i should have seen that coming it's new york city after all yeah but joey is not not smart he's no, not he's not. A, he's not a smart man right we then see monica on her date with chip Chip's got a sweet hog motorcycle. It's called the Chipper, which is a playful well, play on words for chopper. Yeah, that's like what Monica and her friends used to call it. I guess yes. he's always had one or maybe the same one. Who knows? It's not really a chopper, though. It's like a sort of sports racing bike. Almost. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not, not like a Harley hog. Davidson. It's not a Harley. Nah, it's pretty lame. It's like something someone from Saved by the Bell might drive. Yeah. He kisses her right away. Which is weird. You kind of get the impression that the date's just started. It's a weird kiss, too. It's like an awkward... He goes in for it, then pauses, yep. and then keeps going. It's like, what? Elizabeth, I'm glad you're coming around to my way of thinking that there's too much kissing on television. Let's get so rid of it. So much kissing. There's too much gross kissing on television. Mm-hmm. Let me start an internet campaign. It's revealed in this part that he's still in touch with a lot of guys from high school. A lot of his old friends from high school. Alarm bells are ringing for Monica. Chandler comes home to an empty apartment. And I don't mean empty that no one's home. I mean, everything's been stolen. Yes, everything is gone except for the entertainment center and everything that's pretty much fixed to the ground. He didn't steal the Laurel and Hardy artwork behind the entertainment center. No, but everything is gone. You know, their beloved chairs, their foosball table, mm-hmm. seems like all the like microwave dishes, everything. Everything's gone. The place has been ransacked. And you can see on their little doodle pad on the wall someone had wrote 
thanks for all your stuff. No, did they? Yep. Oh, I missed that. You didn't notice? I didn't know. I oh, take man. notes. I'm taking notes, man. They showed it multiple that. times in the oh, background of other boy. people. And, yeah. Good spot. Thank you. That doodle pad is really paying off. Chandler is furious when he finds out that Joy was basically tricked and all the stuff was taken. So he is not happy. We then go back to Chip and Monica's date. Chip is quite the raconteur. He's telling stories about, I don't know, wedgies or, or something. Yeah. Uh, she tries to find out more about him. He seems to be a little immature. He talks about still working in the movie theater because he gets free popcorn and candy and he can get her movie posters for her bedroom wall, which having worked in a movie theater, I can say 100%, they do not give you those movie posters. Well, this is back in 1997, so who knows? Well, who knows? But yeah, it's a, so you see that he's still doing the same job he was in high school, and Monica's like, wait a minute, do you still live with your parents? And he's like, yeah, but I can stay out as late as I want. And so, that for her is like, okay, no. He's very much one of those tragic cases who like the time of their life is high school. Yeah. And they love it so much that they never want to leave. And Monica's way beyond that, maturity-wise. I guess so. Well, you wouldn't date someone that was still stuck in high school, would you? No. So she breaks up with him off camera. She tells Rachel later. And that's the end of Chip. See you bye. Boy, bye. Boy, bye. Ross is annoyed to find that the cat is still there. He decides that he's going to speak up to Phoebe. So he tells her about the poster. Phoebe still wants to keep the cat. She's like, well, my mum found me, so I have to respect her wishes. So Ross kind of snaps at her and is like, he makes, like, he's like, enough is enough. It belongs to a girl. And he, like, brings up the point. You might be feeling guilty because you've got this new mum now that's alive and well and living in Montag, or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. And then Phoebe's just sort of like, well, you've never lost a parent. I don't need you to tell me this stuff. I just need you to support me. And then Rachel suggests that he apologizes to the cat. The cat... While this scene is going on, Phoebe puts the cat down on the entertainment system, and the cat is being a very good boy. He's just standing on the entertainment center, looking looking handsome. No, he's not. He's eating all the food that the the trainer is on. He's being a very good boy, though. But he's licking it and eating it. Yeah. Wow, he's hungry. He's cute. He's so that handsome. little purple cat. He's... <laughs> I can't believe you thought he was purple. I don't know why. You get purple dogs, so why not purple what? cats? There are no purple dogs. Oh, no. Whoa. What kind of dog do you think is purple? The world has just become a less magical place for me. Can you tell me what breed of dog you think is purple? I, I'd have to see them and point them out. Oh, my God. Do you really think a dog is purple? I thought the cat was purple, so I assume oh maybe... Oh, God. Oh, man. I, I feel like I've just stolen something from you. You have. You've stolen my childhood. There's not a ton of animals that are purple. I don't think there's more than three. <laughs> is that right? If any. Okay. What the there fuck is purple? Birds? Fish? Octopi? <laughs> Lots of animals. I are guess purple. maybe a bird or a fish. Dinosaurs? No, only Barney. Alright, well, whatever. So, anyway, it's a fun little scene where, like, Ross apologizes to the cat. And then Phoebe's like, alright, well, the cat needs to go home, so. Yeah, she. I'm gonna take her back. I'm glad she did that. I think Ross did get to the crux of the matter where it was like she was feeling guilty about this new mum. Yeah, and maybe she did need to hear someone say that. So Ross, basically the hero of the episode. Kind of. Yep. 
And the episode ends with Joey and Chandler sitting in a canoe in their apartment, just gazing off into the distance. Joey looks quite content. Chandler behind him looks as if he's going to smash him in the head with an oar. Joey doesn't even blink for that scene. Does he not? He's so regal, just sitting there with his oar across his lap and just staring off in their empty apartment. Where's the chick and the duck? Are they in their little... Oh, Elizabeth. What? Well, they were robbed. They were taken? No, they're fine. Oh, God. You just maybe have an aneurysm. <laughs> yeah, no. I guess... So they traded the entertainment system because it was gone for the canoe from those guys. If you have nothing, is an entertainment system better or worse than a canoe? At least you could sit in a canoe. But that's not comfortable. You'd be better off sitting on the floor. More people would be, would want a canoe. Like, you could sell it easier than you could that huge-ass well, entertainment center. They were... This other... This Joey and Chandler knockoff were having trouble selling it. It was homemade by this guy. It's actually pretty good. <laughs> yeah, like, a canoe's a lot fucking good. harder to build than an entertainment system. You had to, like, hollow that shit out. Yeah. And it, you know because you're a master carpenter. Uh, wow. Master is a strong word. Oh, okay. I, I dabble. I have books on the subject. I've got a chisel set. I've got a whittling knife. Have you used any of these In the mail. <laughs> so, yeah, that wraps it up. Mm-hmm. That was the one with the cat. You happy with that? Did it have enough cat in it for you? Yeah, it was pretty good. It's pretty good. So far, so good on season four. Pretty good start, yeah? Mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed that one. When it started, like, I couldn't remember because there's a couple of episodes where there's cats in it. So I'd actually miss on... It wasn't the episode I was expecting it to be. Oh, okay. So when this one started, I was like, oh, no, this is, like, going to be one of those weird episodes, like the one where Phoebe had an old woman living inside her or where Chandler thinks that he's turning into a woman. I was just yeah. like, oh, this isn't going to be great. But it was better than I remember it being. I think they play it off better. I think the linking it into Phoebe's new mom just about makes it work. So I thought it was. I thought that part was fine, and I thought the other parts were good too. I really, really enjoyed Ross and Rachel's interactions throughout. Yeah, it was pretty good. I don't really remember how it goes for the rest of the season, but I think we got a few more episodes of them. Like, so sparring. you'll be surprised like me. Yeah, I mean, I remember. Don't tell me. I know don't the episode's me. coming up, but like, what I don't... episode's coming up? I know all of the episodes. Oh, I thought you said up. the episode. Just don't. Just try not. I don't want any even subtle hints. I know the episode's coming up, like, the main points based off the titles, but I don't remember all, like, the side stories to it. So, like, it'll be fun seeing those along the way. Yeah. And luckily we don't have to wait too long for episode three. It'll be with you tomorrow if you're listening to this on the day that this episode was released. The next episode, Elizabeth, (laughs) is... We've had the one with the cats. Or the one with the cat. Are you ready for the one with the cuffs? The cuffs? Yes. Cuffs? Like fisticuffs? C-U-F-F-S. Like fisticuffs. Wow, who knows? Or like cufflinks? Well, like shirt cuffs? Perhaps. There's only so much I can tell you. I'm excited. Two of your favorite things. We've had the cats, now we're having the cuffs. Here we go. Good stuff. You know, cuffs are my favorite. Mm-hmm. Kinky. So yeah, we got that to look forward to. Oh, handcuffs. <laughs> oh god, I just got that. Welcome to the party. 
All right, but until then, thank you all very much for listening. This has been the Friend to the End podcast with Michael and Elizabeth. You can follow the show on Twitter and join in the fun and games and the discussions on our episodes uh, on, on Twitter, at FriendsPod. You can check out our website, which has all of our old episodes, along with some awesome artwork by Arthur Hamer. You can find that at friendstilltheend.podomatic.net. And you can find all of our back catalogue on iTunes and anywhere else you can get podcasts, really. And, of course, the best way to support the show is by telling a friend. Have you told a friend yet? Have you told any of your friends about this podcast? If you haven't, that's your homework before the next episode. You are forbidden from listening to the episode. You're forbidden from going any further in our adventure until you tell at least one person. And then tweet us the name of the person that you told at Friends Pod. And their social security number and address. Just the name. Just the name. But the rest of the stuff, too. Photograph of their credit card. And all of their pets. And what's in their fridge. Yeah, and seeing as this is the episode with the cat, if you have a cute cat in your house, maybe just tweet us at Friends Pod for Elizabeth to enjoy. Oh my god, please do that. And if anyone has any purple cats, that would be even better. Get the fuck out of here. All right. Okay, Elizabeth, until tomorrow, join us for day three of seven podcasts in seven days, season four. Cheerio, mate. Bye-bye.